welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey discuss what they would do if they started an RIA or if they were established and didn't need more money. Back, how does it feel? Good. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Good to good to not see everybody, but know that you're there. Uh, happy to happy to jump back on. We had a lot of people message us, so we appreciate that, guys. Knowing that, figuring you guys were missing the show, you weren't. Uh, we were just taking a break, and I think if we knew what we were doing, we would announce it. But we weren't sure, so we didn't. But here we are. Life, life, <laughs> putting out uh, a lot more. I'm still putting out content daily, as you can see, Corey, you know, doing his, doing his posting and doing our thing. So obviously we never stopped content. Um, and maybe one time we'll get into why we stopped the live. It was a little bit of, um, uh, just a little bit of, a little bit of too much, just kind of wanted a break, but as well, I really feel like we were mapping human behavior by switching back to creating more sustainable content. And that was something we talked about in the background. And while obviously we love talking to you guys and think this thing is really powerful, you know, in order to get the message out, I, I just don't feel like anybody's watching this. Not many people are watching this afterwards uh, for an hour, you know, so I want to I want to stay true. But I also want to test other things and make sure we're doing what we tell other people to do with their brands, which is be different, try new things, videos, text posts. So that's what we're doing. Well, where's the attention, right? And yeah. um, you can't do everything. So you've got to pick and choose and learn and taste and try and you know, that's this show has been a terrific experiment or experience for six, seven months. And um, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And obviously, it's not going away. So here we're back. And this isn't us telling you we're shutting it down. It's just us telling you what, what was going on. Um, as we like to be open and say what's going on with our business and how we're marketing. So really, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit of taking a break, a little bit of strategy. Um, so today, we're going to get back into what we would do. And as I was mentioning before the for the uh, before the intro was, that we were chatting on Slack and Corey says, why don't we just talk about what we would do? So I threw out the topic of what we would do if we would start our own RIA and what we would do if we were established and didn't need any more money. Start yeah. with the RIA. Um, look, I mean, so much of what we're doing now ties in so, so closely and tightly with you know whether it's an RIA or any other business for that matter. Like what we're doing now you know, I would transfer a lot of that to, you know, to the other business. But um, if someone, I, I like this topic because when we talk to new clients and new prospects and things, you know, we always get the question of like, what would you guys do? Like, what do I do? And I'm like, oh, the best advice I can give you is to tell you what I would do if I stepped into your shoes. And I think if we start an RA tomorrow, I think the number one thing we would do first, right off the bat, is establish a really simple and well-presentable and clear, succinct website, right? I mean, am I off with that? Um, it's funny because I guess if I really think from an advisor, I'm I'm actually thinking about, yeah, yes, I, you're right, thinking marketing. I was thinking about how to reach people and, and where to go and things like that. But establishing the infrastructure and the brand, you mean, according to what we did, absolutely. Well, no, let's, let me challenge you on that. What You start an RA tomorrow. 
if you we don't need a website you're right so people need to find us i want people to i want people to be able to search for us and i think content takes a long time so the website is the static here's who we are here's how you can find us while while i'm going to talk about what i would do that has to be there something has to yeah. be there where people can find me it grounds you right because yeah. if you're just out there talking it's where is this person where where are they grounded where are they where's their base and and that's why i, I would say my advice to anyone is starting a, and, and having a proud website, right? That's a big word we talk about is being proud. That's the one thing that if you guys haven't heard me say that, I'm sure the 10 of you watching have heard me say this a hundred times. Like when John Smith asks you at your daughter's soccer game, you know, how we can learn more and you're giving an excuse, um, you know, that's the number one telltale sign that you need help. So anyway, starting a website would be my number one thing. Um, and then I'm going to kick it back to you, Rye. Like, all right, we started RIA. We're starting a website. We got this thing up and running. Now what? My activity, I guess, would be besides creating content and providing, you know, we have to figure out who we're talking to. And I guess I would lead most of that. My dad came from the Army Corps of Engineers. So I know a little bit about the federal world. I would probably start leaning that way, as well as has some contacts like at Northrop. So I think locally, in terms of getting into businesses, one of the strongest things I think I've seen any advisor do is have a connection. We just heard about it the other day, whether it's your constant uh, a presentation that you have there or that people just know you as the person who helps people retire. Once you make that connection, the it's like an endless it's an endless pipeline while you're allowing to build brand, because we both know that would take a long time um, as growing RIA is. I think the actionable steps I would take is using LinkedIn to contact those businesses and try to pick up the phone and get in somehow. And you're talking starting this thing from scratch, from zero. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's the biggest challenge because you're looking at probably, what, a 24-month runway of, of getting the business up and running, right? Yeah. So that's why, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's that, that's why I would say that social media would be a brand building activity and I wouldn't want to destroy my brand, but like we have to make relationships and money. So what I do is, you know, not, not hurt our brand in any way, but try to, try to, like I said, get involved, reach HR people, marketing departments of wherever. So I could get in, have a presentation, something, meet people, get in that building, whatever, virtually, however yeah. I can. I would figure out my next step would be I would figure out a way to get as many email addresses of people that are in my ecosystem or in my that fit my avatar as I could. So I would probably start putting on weekly free virtual events, and uh, I would then gently ask people, you know, if they're okay with being put on my email list, and then I would start emailing. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I guess depending how else we would go, because with an RIA, you get to do a lot. So I wonder how I'd use live. I've seen people, if I, I've seen, I see, I feel like it takes a long time to grow on Facebook and it could be a way to go. But I just think, especially because we've been on LinkedIn so long, that's probably part of the reason why I always think about staying here as well. And I would just pick the people who are here. I'd probably pick, I'd probably start an RIA and market to SaaS marketers. <laughs> that's probably what I would do. Yeah. There's so many. Look, I, you know, this, we could keep piling on top of this. I think this, this is a fun exercise to play. And and the next step is going to be me saying that I think there needs to be a YouTube channel because I believe in the YouTube library. And that's a place where whether or not you have an audience, I think it's a place that 
can catch you off guard. And and this is something that we talked about yesterday with a with a member, an MCO member, and we've talked to another MCO member about it last week. Like, well, I I I, I don't have anyone to watch my YouTube videos, so why am I even going to bother putting a YouTube library together? And then my answer to them is when you do have people to watch the videos and there's no videos there, you don't have time to create them. And so my thing with starting and ramping up a business would be to build that library of content so that the library is there and accessible when people want to start consuming it. I think also it's obviously if you're thinking about us, we're thinking about like it would be easy, like I would be the advisor and you would be the marketer and we would be just creating content and doing both. So I think that's one of the reasons too why we, whether we talk about delegating or talk about teams, it's very hard to start by yourself to do all this stuff. Creating, like if I was just by myself, my, my website would be one page and I would probably make it. And I would have a picture that tried to resonate with some simple copy that was just like a, not like, you know, not like a long form sales page, but kind of a, kind of a simple lead page or something. It's funny you bring that up. I talked to an advisor who we all know, many of us know in this community about this. And his advice to uh, someone trying to start an RIA from the ground up was like, you need to give half of the business away to someone who can do the things that you can't do. And I was taken aback a little bit by that because I was like, who's going to do that? And he's like, well, they can't build it alone, right? Building from scratch alone is difficult. So they can't do it alone. And they're not going to have enough skin in the game unless they're half partners. And that was interesting to me. So what's your thought on that? Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess, I mean, you're right. I, in, a, in, a, in, in a sense of 50-50, like... Mm-hmm. I, it, it, that's hard um, from the advisor side because I think the advisor would always feel the liability. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that would. I don't know if that would ever sway uh, whatever the percentage they thought they would do. This is what I would say. I think it makes fifty fifty. If if you have somebody who obviously you are the advisor, but if you could hire somebody else and you were both high level, then I think it makes it, it kind of makes it equal. If that makes it, sense. So I think you have to decide to grow to the point where you'd be managing people. Cause if you were both doing the work, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you get, how do you get the other person to care as much as you, if they don't have as much skin in the game? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to lower your expectations, I guess. All right. And then the next challenging question is how do you grow a business from zero without having help to market and grow it? I think, I mean, we started doing stuff for advisors because we realized, and I did, I mean, I if I'd start editing a video, I'm up until midnight usually. It's my 9 to 12 thing that I'll do, whether I record it or do it later. And obviously, maybe it doesn't take me that long, but it's got to be after hours. So it's always something after the fact. And obviously you're tired at the end of the day. It's hard to be consistent once you stay up that late, like it kind of sucks. So I think we realize, like, I don't know how anybody does that. And that's why uh, if I was by myself, I would always like scratch and claw until I could outsource or you need a partner. I agree. I don't know. I I go back to, it's not me trying to push like the fact that like marketing is so important that it has to be half your business. But I look at it like, 100% 100% of zero is zero. All right, go on your own. Do it. Build it. And you're six months in, you're like, shit, this is hard. 12 months in, shit, this is hard. I could have used help this whole time. Well, giving away 50% of it and having an actual business to stand on now would have probably been worth it. I don't know. 
it's it's nearly impossible to continue marketing when business is coming in. And I think that's what we're always trying to help people do, but that's the hardest thing. Everybody shuts the switch off for marketing when business starts coming in. So it's like when you finally get what you want, you have to stop doing what works. That's amazing. Yeah, you, you, you get buried in financial plans and now you can't do anything else. Which is a great problem. And obviously for financial advisors, I think that's a little bit easier. For the RIA world, it's a little bit easier because that problem may mean you just brought over you know, $30,000 a year if it's a couple million dollars and things like that. Like it really, it really adds up. So I think maybe they don't mind, but obviously it makes you wonder. And you see, I mean, we've talked to people who are just so big. Um, it just... The, I guess the, the the potential the potential of it all uh, is is always worth it and um, get, getting growing that brand and and giving up that equity is is something that I think is obviously important and something that we do with uh, with Emco because of that because I know I feel like I feel like we both know what we can't do uh, starting a business is hard it's just hard it is um, you had other stuff you wanted to lean into so I don't want what if we're established. What would you do to build a brand as an established advisor with you don't really care about money? That seems to be an interesting problem that we're dealing with. And I think that goes to each individual of what each individual wants and what should be doing. But I have this little bit of feeling that everybody is like, okay, I've done the advisor thing. I've had the success. And now I don't want to leave the world. I just want to do something else, whether that's helping advisors or, and usually it just seems that becoming some, some type of a mentor towards the advisor world, showing people how they did it, how they could grow. I think if you don't need to worry about new business coming in anymore and you want to continue to grow the business, but, and grow your brand and be out there, you're in the greatest spot there could be because anything you, you, you can literally eliminate the sales friction from everything you put out into the world. And that makes it inherently consumable, right? There's nothing like when you put out a message and it has a hint of sales in it, a hint of what's in it for them, you know, what's in it for me, that's going to be received by the consumer. If you put out a message that's pure value, pure, just pure health, pure, pure stuff to think about, it's just going to be consumed. And I think that's the greatest thing you can do is uh, just continue to put out more inspiring, helpful tips, tricks of the trade, you know, educate. What are your here's thoughts? A, here's, here's, a, here's actually a topic that I want to bring up that because I, I know we're talking about like us building, but here's something that I want to talk about because I think it matters with building something we were doing. We were really focusing on MCO. I think a lot of advisors focus on their company page. But I think you've been leaning more towards personal brand, realizing it leads back. How do you feel about somebody growing, whether established or not, in terms of showing their company versus showing their personal brand? Is it like 80-20 or are you, are you to the point now where you're like, obviously the company matters with the website and where they find you, but are you 100% personal brand? In our space, yeah. If you are an advisor space. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. In this world, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, all the way up to, I honestly, all the way up to the CEO of BlackRock. To you know, if Jack Bogle was still alive, all the way up, yeah, all the way up, Jack Bogle. I think that's a um, song. Larry Fink, um, all these guys at the top of the firms, 
um, Jamie Dimon, the more they're talking, the better that is for JPM, for BlackRock, for Vanguard. Um, the more John Smith of John Smith Wealth Management talks, the better it is for John Smith Wealth Management. The more John Smith Wealth Management talks, who really wants to get into a, who really loves being engaging with brand pages? Right. It's cool to see, but those are all ads. It's advertising, right? right? We do it. Right. Our MCO right. posts, they're either funny and they make you laugh on a Saturday morning or they're, they're promoting the brand and the business. They're not there to really, I mean, we try our best, but they're not there to start dialogue. Right. Personal right. brand. I, I could yeah. not like wholesalers, uh, advisors speak in the, in, yeah. in a connecting way as a brand. I think that's, I think that's why most brands are witty and funny because it's like you, you, it's, it's okay. You can make somebody laugh and I guess you can, you know, you can still deliver emotion, but it's hard to, to creep into that because you would always catch me like, Hey, with the voice and how you're, how you speak from the brand is different from your personal. And that's why I think personal is just, just gravitates more to people. It's easier to connect and it's actually easier to grow. So I actually always tell people, or at least recently, I've really felt that way of leaning back in the personal brand. And anybody who says they have a company page, you know, obviously keep it, but it should be you speaking, your content should be coming out, you know, on, on your, on your LinkedIn, even more than your website. Times a thousand. I mean, use the company page to regurgitate some of the stuff you've said, right? That's, yeah. that's, I love doing that. Don't just copy and paste it. Don't just reuse it as is repackage it, Re, you know, grab a quote from something or, or take a quote from a post you put out that did really well that you really liked and re put, you know, put that through the brand exercise, but it's personal brand over everything at this point. Yep. Completely agree. I think it's the only thing that's going to start creeping through. And I think that's why those videos where people just set the camera up or they just look real quick. It's like, the, the quicker you get to the person, the, the, the more you want to watch it. I don't know. It just, it just, I guess that's the connection it gets through. It's like the harder we work to try to get a message out to somebody, the more it bounces off and the less we try, uh, the more it feels real. And it's just, and then they gravitate towards you. I don't know why that happens. The more commercial we put into it, the more commercial it becomes. Yeah. You know, the more production, um, you know, there's a time and a place for it. I think when you do the pillar videos, the who, what, where, when, why's, the stuff that's going to sit evergreen on the website, the stuff that's going to anchor the YouTube page. I'm actually a proponent of putting in some real production value into that because I think that stuff, you know, that stuff needs to live forever. You don't just want to have a selfie out in the driveway of here's what I do and why I do it that that kind of represents your business. I think otherwise it's it's content and personal brand above all else. Agree. <clears throat> Let me get you real quick while, while I got you for a few more minutes. Yeah. Um, before we do have a 10 o'clock, we got to run to guys. Yeah. I was um, right now. I was just going to. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you about is I saw something this morning, someone challenging advisors and saying, what, what, what are you guys doing here in LinkedIn? What are you doing on social media? You're talking in an echo chamber. Like, I feel like you're, you're spinning your wheels. Um, and I took exception to it and I took exception to it, not because I don't agree that there's certainly some activity in LinkedIn and social media where it's like, you know, the group is talking to the group and pandering to the group. And it's, you know, that's kind of a hamster wheel thing. The exception I took was like, what else should we be doing? Coach me through it. What else do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to go take out a newspaper ad? Do you want me to go find the yellow pages? Like, this is the world we live in. I don't understand this challenging of social media and the internet anymore. 
I was under the impression that the the message or that was saying that you should be making revenue from LinkedIn, like maybe you should be acting different on LinkedIn. Fine. I also then would push back and say, how? And I would yeah. say, brand and awareness pay dividends. Yeah. You don't know who's watching. People yeah, talk. Well, I think what's realistic is that the... He, uh, uh, <laughs> I commented on that post. Um, uh, what the hell was I going to say? I was throwing off my Sid's funny comment. I don't know why. I just, I don't even think he was trying to be funny. It just was. Um, where are we going with that? I'm just saying like, there's whether or not like what you're putting out is delivering tangible, quantifiable revenue back to your business. It is. It's it's branding. You're doing yeah. something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the echo chamber. I know where the hell it's going. Um. Well, I mean, the advisors are like everybody growing a business is creating content to try to make money. So, I mean, that's 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 obviously what 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 people are doing. So, but but the people who are consumers are not creating. So the echo chamber is always going to happen. I, I've realized, and it's not necessarily something people have to escape. I think what people have to make sure they pinpoint is their message. And that's probably what he should have said. And that's what you're saying is like, at least put out an option. Like, don't just tell people to, to get revenue, like tell them how to do it. I don't think anyone can sit here and say this program, this, whatever I have is going to back, back its way into revenue for you. I don't believe in that. I don't think that works. I think we we have to experiment and and put out enough content that we hope that it finds our our eventual client base finds our prospects but if along the way it finds contemporaries that happen to like it like that's a byproduct of the whole thing yeah 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 i agree um and i think i think what i realize is and how and i'll go with how we we coach advisors cuz you're right i don't um I, it's, it can't be obviously all about revenue. We, we want to focus on that and, and we, we talk about that even, but you know that brand comes from that and the message that you build and the reputation that, that comes online. Do you really think there's a lot of people? Out, I mean, I guess there is still a bunch of people out there who don't, uh, don't believe in it. Is that really what you think of him that he's, he wants you to, to do something else? I don't know the answer to that. Here's what I know. Tracy Sid Keith in the comments, you've never asked me for business. You've never done anything. You've never pinged me and said, make sure you follow me. I've, you know, I'm a great advisor, da, da, da. I'm a great accountant. Like I have found you by way of either me or you creating content. And that marriage has been made that way. And I think the same thing happens with your eventual prospects. They just don't come out and say and like and comment. They see it. The thousand people that like your post, 22 of them liked it. And they might be in the echo chamber, but the other 978 might be prospects. I don't know. But the point is like, we don't know. And, and these social media platforms, we call them like the internet is wide open to everybody and we can't quantify everything. It's brand and awareness. Like you couldn't quantify the ad you put in the yellow pages in 1996. You just paid the newspaper and you hope someone called. I have a video in Dropbox exactly about that. <laughs> that I have to that I have to upload, but I was doing the show today, so I didn't do it. Uh, so that will probably come out tomorrow. I think it's uh, my it's actually called quantifying attention. Yeah. So it's um I mean I, I think we believe in that more than anybody, and I don't want it to sound hokey. And obviously, we run a business too, but 
the, the, the brand matters and the impact and where it goes. And obviously there's some real world stuff and relationships that happen. People, people maybe you met in the past, but while all that regular business stuff is happening, that kind of just happens with regular activity and being in business, you know, the, the, the marketing activity and the brand is, is something in the right place that just brings a potential to make growing a business, I feel like even easier, if not even bigger, you know, because you take away the sales aspect and you take away the, the grunt, you get to do something that you enjoy to a degree. Uh, it just brings so much opportunity. You know, there's so many different ways to succeed and to get your message out. Couldn't agree more. We got a 10. So, uh, we got to leave. It was <laughs> no. fun talking to you guys again. It, it was, scary, it was, it was great. Yeah. Keith, obviously appreciate you stopping in Sid. Um, you guys are, you guys are awesome with your videos and Tracy, obviously I will get those emails done and looked at right after this, right after this 10 o'clock. Uh, what else do we have anything going on? What else? No, we'll, oh, we'll see everybody Friday. We've got Tracy on the show. Friday. Oh yeah. We got Tracy on the show. Them. No, no, Tracy on the show. Tracy, Tracy Jepson is going to be on, on Friday. Do we have an exact, uh, I forget what I told her for an exact topic. I probably messaged her a while ago, but um, I mean, I don't know. Figure it out. I gotta look. I gotta see. Yep. Um, Join us right, Friday. We gotta roll. Yeah, we gotta go, guys. guys. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.